0: to lead it up, hit it i'll do this part you do that part all right uh, welcome to the curiosity game i'm michael leary this is jordan fisher
1: um yeah so uh mission statements is uh we are used to thinking of experts as being out there inaccessible in distance in fact we are likely surrounded by people with deep insight they're members of our community and they have a lot to say we just need to ask
0: Awesome. This is uh, ultimately going to be a podcast where we're going to be talking to different members of our community, uh, different people that have different skill sets or have been through something or just have a really interesting way of living their life and what they do in that daily life that lets them live that lifestyle um, and ultimately how we can help you facilitate that with your own life. Um, so a little bit about us. Jordan, you want to lead it off?
1: Um, yeah. Uh, for sure. Well, I think, um, actually, I don't know how to answer this question. Why don't you start? All right. Um, so
0: daily life, um, I am a movement coach. Um, I do a lot of um, different types of movement with people. So do a lot of mobility type work, um, a lot in the XPT realm, which is a really interesting way of coaching uh, breathing uh, as it relates to everyday movement uh, movement and then recovery. Um, and within that, we focus a lot on functional movement. Um, and then for the recovery, do a lot of sauna and ice ice bath and mobility flows. Um, am a big CrossFitter, uh, and enjoy getting into different challenges and signing up for things that force (laughs) us to get pretty uncomfortable, but learn how to adapt with being uncomfortable. Um, and basically curating our life in a style that allows us to be able to do that, even if they are things that are far out of our comfort zone. Uh, so that's a basic premise premise Take for it. me. Yeah,
1: yeah. how about that. you? Man, so um, I am a former and somewhat burnt out social worker uh, who is, I think, by nature, very curious about people. Um, and for quite a while, was pretty invested in running ultra marathons. I think as a way to cope with some of the stresses of, of that job. Um, and then through there, uh, kind of fell into uh, like CrossFit, and then more broadly, just like human movements. Um, I think I have a deep capacity for nerdery about all this stuff, and I think that's what drives this is like um, diving really deep into just movements and um, recovery and nutrition um, and lifestyle and philosophy that encompasses all of that and. That's what we're about. I think love it. Would love yeah, to yeah.
0: know more about that and learn more about that. Um, we'd like to thank a couple of our sponsors mm. before we get this thing rolling. Um, so, who? What's one of your sponsors? City of Portland Tapwater. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta have Does it. The
1: trick every time.
0: Best there is. Uh, I'd like to thank um, Mercedes Benz. Oh, more specifically, their Sprinter van line that is
1: the opposite end from where I went. <laughs>
0: Going <with> to that. <laughs> be a future home on wheels here. Mm. I'm going to say within a year's time, um, when the sponsorship really (laughs) takes (laughs) off, uh, we'll be living in a van, at least on weekends. Um, Any other sponsors? Skippy Peanut Butter. Skippy
1: Peanut Butter. (laughs) Did I say more?
0: So good. You do not. Uh, Beautiful. And lastly, we'll go Delta Airlines. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Beautiful. Um, so ultimately the premise for, um, this podcast and to also keep us on track as we get going down different avenues is to have a series of questions. Um, and those questions are ultimately going to help us keep on track, which, um, basically doesn't
1: let our <laughs> wild brains go all over the place. They go off on some tangents. I think get a little ADD going on. So yeah, yeah.
0: So as we're just getting comfortable in this podcasting realm, what we're thinking is going through and answering these questions ourselves individually before we start peppering and heckling guests about them. Um, so first question, uh, what motivates you on a bad day? Mm.
1: Yeah, so kind of a weird answer, but what motivates me on a bad day is uh, trying to build an identity as someone who can handle bad days. Right? So I don't want to be the kind of person that loses his shit on a bad day. Yeah. Because I think there's always going to be an element of uh, the bad day is coming when it has your name on it. Yeah. Right? And you don't have control over that. Yeah. So it's much more interesting to me uh, to think about how I handle it when it gets there. And I want to be somebody who handles it well. I like that. Yeah. That's
0: good. Um, For me, there's a a couple fundamental things that I just know about myself that I've learned over over time, which is that For me, moving and having a practice of being mindful around moving is such an important deal for me and has helped me a lot in not only a physical sense, but the psychological sense. So the motivation for me is even if it doesn't seem right, doesn't feel good, it's the last thing I want to do. I know that ultimately that's going to be money in the bank. That's going to help me feel significantly better when, like you said, times are not ideal. Yeah. Um, and then when times are, are great, it's you're gonna be able to capitalize on that work that you've already done.
1: Yeah, for sure. You know, one thing that you got me into a little bit and it seems to be like out there more is just some of the breath work stuff. Um, and I was telling you a couple of weeks ago, I had sort of the ultimate uh, work nightmare scenario mm-hmm. where I had to do a, like a public speaking thing with like an hour notice in front of 30 uh, fairly intimidating people. Uh, but one of the things that helped me get through that was breathing. Yeah. Right, this whole time, I'm, I'm like secret box breathing oh, as I yeah. do this presentation. So I think the other thing too is like looking at bad days or like anxiety-provoking situations as opportunities to learn how to deal with them.
0: Ooh, it's like, I like training, that. you know? I like that. So for somebody that hears that and they're interested in what box breathing is, what's mm-hmm. your takeaway
1: on box breathing? How would um, you do that? How did you do that? How, I mean, I think high level is a way to regulate my nervous system mm-hmm. so I don't go into like fight or flight mode. Um, you know, essentially my, my physiology thinks like a saber-toothed tiger is trying to kill me when I'm really just talking to people, right? So it helps me have a response that's more appropriate for what's going on. And I think practically, I'm just sort of breathing in for a set count, gentle hold for a set count, yep. exhaling for a set, set, a set counts, and then pausing for a set count, right? So it's kind of a box Making sheet. a perfect box. Yeah. I like
0: it. And the applications for that are obviously many. You have it in the fitness realm and getting yourself to calm down in between work bouts but also we live in such a state where there's so much anxiety i mean yeah. you drive down the road there's traffic and people freaking out in traffic there's big speeches on short notice there's relationship stuff that comes up but being able to manage that um and i'm forgetting what the statistic was but i just heard the other day that it's like 65 percent of people have chronic anxiety where they're on medication for that and simply getting into breath work, maybe not completely fix it, but yeah. will greatly reduce the need for that.
1: It's a tool and to add to the toolbox.
0: If nothing else, could create a good opportunity to try that. Yeah. So, pretty powerful stuff.
1: Um, you wanna do this next question? Sure, go All for right. it. All right, so uh, what's more important, motivation or discipline? <laughs> for <laughs> me, I am a
0: hard on the discipline side. Um, maybe to a fault, but For me, I am very much disciplined in that I create schedules for myself, I hold myself to something, and it's just the, there's a saying, and I'm forgetting who said it originally, and I know it's been tossed around a lot, but it keeps coming back to, for me, it's easy decision, hard life, hard decision, easy life. So financial decisions, if you make the hard decision and don't do what you want right now, and you can save that money, it's going to be an easier life later. Same thing, you don't want to do your mobility work or the breath work now, fine. Like you get through today, but down the road when your shoulders hurt or something's gone wrong or now you don't have the opportunity to do something because you didn't put the work in, you're going to wish that you had. So for me, it's definitely going to be a discipline over motivation. The other thing is motivation is very fleeting. So it's great when you have it and capitalize when you have it, but it's not always going to be there. So if you're relying on that, you're gonna have a really tra- challenging time staying on what you ultimately want. And that's, and we'll discuss this more later, but I'm really big on creating visions and creating mantras around who you are. And a lot of that, if you have an idea and a sense of who you are and you're living in alignment with that, you're not gonna need the motivation right. to do that. Because right, right. you know very, I mean, you're very sure of who you are as a human hmm. and the traits that you basically live within as those humans. Yeah how about you
1: 100%. motivation or discipline just everything you just said yeah. no I do think too kind of to your point like motivation um, is uh, fleeting and I think it's uh, never been easier to come by all I have to do is hop on my phone I can see somebody um, single arm overhead squatting 315 pounds yeah. or whatever shout out to and, Mike yeah <laughs> damn. but you get that fleeting jolt of motivation right I want to go to the gym and, and try to do some that shit like that because it looks cool but it doesn't last long
0: yeah,
1: yeah. You know? it, it no. is yeah it is powerful stuff
0: It is fun to see though, and that stuff does get you super (laughs) hyped up, and it is good to capitalize on that. But let ultimately, at least for the two of us, letting the discipline run the large majority of your time. Yeah,
1: and I think discipline, sort of like the breathing or whatever it is, just takes some practice. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think each time you sort of successfully make the hard choice, it gets easier to do.
0: Yeah, and a lot of that comes back to creating habits. Like if ultimately you're creating habits, they're small seemingly insignificant habits but over time that that small habit stacked on another small habit stacked on another small habit like it doesn't even turn into discipline it just because becomes who you are
1: because you take the uh the decision out of it Mm -hmm. right it's sort of like i remember reading like typically the president wears the same color suit every day to eliminate the need to make that decision right you clear up some bandwidth for like the more important things yeah um i think you can do that same thing with habits that's right. that's awesome. That's very interesting. Yeah.
0: Which makes total sense. If you think about it, you have less decisions to make. You have a lot more space for the ones that matter. Yeah. Hm. I like that. All right. Um, so what is one thing you do each day with
1: intent? Ooh. This is going to be a weird answer. uh, Possibly for a lot of people. But the one thing I do each day with intent is make sure I get good sleep at night. Yeah. You know, I think people are... Um, may be very used to thinking about that sort of question as like a daily habit that they do sort of actively throughout the day. Um, But I think if you sort of picture the standard CrossFit pyramid, right, at the bottom should be sleep and not nutrition. Um, And I know for me everything is a little bit easier if I get good sleep at night. So one thing I do every day with intent is set myself up to do that to the best of my ability.
0: And sleep is so important. Um, I think for me, every day with intent, I make sure i get some kind of movement yeah and it doesn't need to be an hour it doesn't need to be half an hour if it's a crazy day even if it's a set of pull-ups or even if it's first thing in the morning i have a morning routine where i get up and i always allow 15 minutes of moving and Mm -hmm. it's just some days it's yoga type flows other day it's working on mobility of a certain joint sometimes it's just doing some kettlebell swings and air squats but just moving and keeping that and it comes back to the discipline for me but just having that ability to do that every day. I feel that I have the ability to move my body. So I might as well do that. And I know that the return for me is huge mentally, mentally, as well as physically.
1: Yeah. Um, it's, it's so funny to me, too, because I think we're both people who probably move every day, mm-hmm. you know, um, but it, it's just interesting to me how that becomes a habit. And then I crave it. Yeah. So I get super cagey if I don't do like at least a little something, yeah. if it's supposed to be like a rest day, yeah, um, those days don't tend to go super well for me because no. I wanna, I wanna move.
0: Yeah, I'm very, I'm very much the same. <laughs> KG is a really, really good <laughs> way to say that too. And Court will absolutely probably back me up on that. Like, it's not a good person. That's KG. Yeah, it's true. Um, um, oh
1: yeah. So uh, we both are. I think some. CrossFit aficionados, if you could put it that way. Um, So what do you think CrossFitters get right? What do they get wrong? Uh,
0: What they get right is they're always introduced to and always aspiring to be better movers in all senses. So what I really enjoy about it is that there's components of gymnastic work there's components of strongman work there's components of olympic weightlifting there's components of body weight conditioning there's in some levels there's con- components of swimming like there's it's so multifaceted, and it's a lot of times you take those and put those together um and to me that's very applicable to everyday life yeah. and if you look back when we were coming from a place where like we had to farm or hunt or like we had to, our bodies were meant to do that um in a sense, it goes back to the primal way of learning how to use yourself and move your body through space and then move external loads, which I absolutely love. And to me, watching somebody get their first handstand push up or their first muscle up or walk on their hands or be able to snatch and have it look really nice <laughs> yeah. is a really powerful thing. Um, and that's at any level, regardless of. Whether they're single arm overhead squatting three fifteen <laughs> or or simply just learning how to deadlift correctly for the first time, like that's really exciting. Um, what they do wrong is chasing that the pursuit of mastery of all those all at the same time while not necessarily working on technique so in a lot of, in a lot of ways there's a lack of requisite mobility or strength to be in certain positions yet just launching into it because it looks cool and it is fun and and in a lot of ways like the speaking of motivation the motivation when you're in there is awesome because everybody's there people are super hyped up you're watching people do amazing things Mm -hmm. and you just want to go in or you sit at home and you watch youtube of matt (laughs) fraser doing things and then you get there and you're just like i want to do that yeah um so to me it's it's pushing yourself a little beyond what you have the requisite ability to do. Yeah. is probably where that goes wrong.
1: Yeah. I think you see that sometimes where people um, sort of in terms of if you consider like their sort of strength and conditioning and mobility, yeah. you know, they have maybe one of those that's mm-hmm. out of alignment with the others and it gets sketchy. I think typically you see somebody who's really, really strong, but has terrible mobility yeah. and it just gets a little bit cringy. Vulnerable. Yeah. yeah. Vulnerable is like a probably kinder word, but yeah. Yeah. How about
0: for you? What do, um, they do, what do they do right?
1: I think what they do right is community. Yeah. Right? Like, so I think, because you, you, yeah, you can do CrossFit in your garage gym by yourself. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with doing that. But I think, by and large, that's not how people do CrossFit. Yeah. Right? They go to the CrossFit gym. Um, and sure, like, that gets touted as, you know, accountability. And then mm-hmm. they can get some of that. But I think, like, more importantly, people are meant to move. Yeah. And they're meant to move together. Yeah. Right. Um, and it is a very standard story to walk into a CrossFit gym and not know anybody and walk away with some great friends, yeah. you know? Um, so I think that's what CrossFit does right among lots of other things. Um, I think what CrossFit gets wrong, I, so I read, uh, like Greg Glassman's, uh, fitness in a hundred words for the first mm-hmm. time last week. And when I read it, I was like super stoked on it yeah. because it sounds so like open-ended, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I feel like the standard movements you get in CrossFit encapsulate, 40% of the possibilities. Yeah. If you look at like what somebody like Ido Portal does versus what happens in a CrossFit gym, there's a whole lot of movement being left on the table yeah. that I would love to see happen mm-hmm. in your standard CrossFit gym. Yep. Um, this, like, the standard complaint is like, you can do CrossFit in a phone booth. Yeah. You know Everything is up and down. We don't move laterally. We don't crawl in all the different ways you can crawl. I mean, a lot of examples. I would love to see more of that kind of stuff yeah. happening. Yeah. Like,
0: And I I will second you on the community aspect. Um, Even just looking at who my closest friends are now, it's Mm. people that I haven't known for more than two years. Met under two years ago, have done, I mean, like with you, done races with. They're the people that I spend six days a week with (laughs) and never get sick of being around one another. And all that stems from the CrossFit community. Yeah, you get this shared suffering component, which is powerful. Which brings people together. Yeah um uh so what would you tell what would you tell the 16 year old you and then what would the future version of you say to the you now
1: i would tell 16 year old me that like the only fatal flaw is underestimating yourself yeah right i think which is Probably pretty common for a lot of teenagers, yeah. right? But sort of lacking um, the, like, the confidence and the self assurance to know that like all that cool stuff I want to do, yeah. I can do it all. Yeah. Right? Um, and that really it's just uh, not having faith in myself that I can. Yeah. That's going to stop me. Yeah. You know, and I think uh, I reflect on like that time and realize I actually did do a lot of those things, but if I just figured out that I could sooner, yeah. who knows? Yeah. You know? Future version. Future version. It's like a more interesting question. Yeah. Um, probably like the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like if you want to overhead squat 315 pounds, sure. Yeah. Know, just work at it.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The future version is interesting. I'm very similar to you on the 16 year old version. Um, I was a very scared 16 year old me um, and very much afraid of the world and very much afraid of other people and so for me understanding currently that everybody has the same insecurities everybody has the same fears and then everybody gets the same enjoyment largely from things knowing that we are all very similar um, is really powerful and also for me understanding like you said that I can do literally anything that I want. And there's people who have had significantly less than I did Mm -hmm. and have done significantly more. And it's basically just, you need to understand that you have the ability to do that. You just need to map out and surround yourself with people that basically do that and support you being in that position. Yeah. Um, So that's probably the direction I'd go. Um, Future version for me I have a feeling the future version of me would say it's okay to slow down and live in the moment a little bit more. Yeah, um, Yeah, that would probably, I'm leaning towards that's the direction that my future version would say is that life is long. So take time to slow down and enjoy yeah. who you're with and what you're doing because you're not going to get that time back.
1: And you're not alone there. If it makes yeah. you feel any better. I yeah. think especially in sort of like the fitness movement yeah. world, it probably skews pretty type A. Um, you know, I think you and I are not the only people out there who have like a thought out daily routine yeah. and have yeah. carefully budgeted every yeah. minute of the day. And yeah. that's all well and good. But I think you have a good point too, which is there's a huge swath that may not matter as much as it feels like sometimes. Yeah. And it's okay to let it go. Yeah, And just, just enjoy it
0: well in case in point i'll think back to the times that i've been super anxious around the things that i need to get done or the things that were you know really important and the yes they were important to do but the urgency wasn't quite there as much or things that i didn't think would blow over definitely blew over Mm -hmm. uh time heals all (laughs) um Uh, what has been the most transformative time in your life
1: yeah yeah because I have like five answers all right what are what I'll are the best it, I'll, keep it, I'll keep it in the theme of the podcast okay. which is sort of like movement and, and yep. my philosophy I think completing uh, a hundred mile race yeah was pretty transformative and like not and you're
0: a, saying a hundred mile race just so people
1: understand yeah so uh, on uh, what so it's a hundred mile race so continuously so you're not stopping and sleeping or yep. um, going to your hotel room and taking a shower and getting back on it it's a hundred consecutive miles. Um, on trails. yeah, Um, Of running. Of running. Yeah, and so this particular race essentially had a ski resort in the middle section of it. So, um, you know, it's trails and woods and going up and down mountains. Um, For context, it took me about 30 hours to finish. That is insane.
0: Yeah. What was the best part of
1: that? Um, So I think the transformative part of that was it's like mile 70, um, and I'm pretty haggard, um, (laughs) and it's, you know, three in the goddamn morning, um, and I'm really, really tired and I'm by myself on top of some mountain, you know, and I kind of had this point of realization, which is like, I am somewhere, not just sort of like geographically, mm-hmm. um, but like emotionally where most people don't get to go. Yeah. And the reason I got to go there was because I did something really scary and signed up for a hundred mile race. Yeah. Right. So in other words, you know, I, I put the buy in of all the training and the work, um, and the leap of faith to sign up for it. And my reward was, you know, holy shit, I'm by myself on top of a mountain at three in the morning. This is weird and cool, yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, so it's transformative because there's, I think, a good lesson there, which uh-huh. is you have to do some stuff that scares the shit out of you once yep. in a while. Yeah, I very much concur with
0: that. Where was that race?
1: Uh, so this was um, in upstate New York, nice. Iseca. It was uh, 2015, yep. with the last running of the Virgil Crest 100 miler. And uh, just coincidentally, my first ever race was the Virgil Crest 50K. Like three years before that. Wow.
0: So. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Hundred miles. Yeah. So far. Not not recommended
1: unless you really <laughs> yeah. want to do it. It's pretty
0: fucked up. After, <laughs> <Yeah. but. laughs> I can only imagine. Yeah. Damn. What about you? Uh, most transformative time in my life. Uh, this is a pretty easy one to answer. Um, went through a lot of stuff growing up um, during high school, and then got super sick um, in high school, senior year of high school, missed like the first half of senior year. Um, but I was in the hospital and I remember at that point I was definitely not into health, wellness, or anything that remotely resembled that. Um, and for me, it was looking out my hotel, uh, hotel my hospital room, um, and the room looked west so I could see Mount Washington. And I remember thinking at a pretty bleak time when I was in a lot of pain and very, very uncomfortable that. If I could ever get to the top of that, um, that would be the most amazing thing in the world. And at that point, I had zero interest in being outside, zero interest in sweating or being uncomfortable. And I created a life that was built around being comfortable. Um, fast forward a month, I got out of the hospital. And as I got slowly started to come back to myself, um, found CrossFit.com in like 2005, 2000, nice. 2006 and uh at that point there were you would look at the workout of the day because there weren't affiliates anywhere yeah and crazy. uh you'd do them and you'd look at like chris spieler's time in the comments and i would basically try to create as much of those workouts in the garage as possible not knowing anything um and yeah that was definitely the most transformative time mm-hmm. because for me i could either go one of two directions i could continue the life I was leading and keeping things really comfortable, um, which worked really well in the time or make a complete hard stop and start eating well and start training. And at that point I started boxing against a punching bag in the garage, doing CrossFit, uh, which just completely started to change my psychology a little bit. I started putting myself out there, got more into or got into surfing just by buying a surfboard and trying it. Um, Mm -hmm. Did the same with climbing and just found a lot of who I was. And that basically kicked off a trajectory into the path that I've gone down now. So as terrible as that was, I'm incredibly thankful for that opportunity to basically be kicked in a path that I very much am appreciative of.
1: Yeah. You know, I think it's funny too, because I think maybe yours more than mine, like both of these stories have an element of like um, I think it takes some courage yeah. to like in your case like make that hard stop yeah and then I think especially to stay the course right you know um, yeah. and man to jump into crossfit.com Yeah. <laughs> <shit>, you know <laughs> crossfit is fantastic but it may not be for everybody yeah. and some of those workouts are brutal yeah. and especially if you've never done anything like that yeah. before it's yeah. I remember, yeah. this, I remember doing Fran for the first time. It's being like, something has gone wrong yeah. in my body. Like, yeah. I think I need like some, so, some yeah. low-level medical attention yeah. right now. Yeah.
0: It's been an hour and a half. So. <laughs> I haven't, the <laughs> I 15s yet. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, I mean, at that point too, it was very much figuring out the movements by watching stuff online and trying to the, do it the best <laughs> I could with you know, the barbell that you like slid the weights on and you had the collar that spun on because the whole thing was oh, threaded yeah, 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 yeah. and it was a garage so it was cold. So the bar was freezing. So I'd put tape on the bar to try to get, not have That's my awesome. hands freeze and it would call for 400 meter runs and I'd run probably about a 75 and call 400. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that kicked me off on the path that we're on now. Yeah. Um, All right. Oh, this ooh, one. This here we go. Uh, So if you
1: had unlimited time and budget, what would you do?
0: That is a good one. Um, All of me would spend a good blend of time with friends and community here in Portland Mm -hmm. um, and basically immerse ourselves deeper into the community and coach in person and be able to have an impact on the local community And then for a couple months out of the year, um, spend some time traveling away, whether that's living in one place or traveling around Um, and having time with family and getting, having the ability to just see different cultures and chase the movement that is different cultures because a lot of people Mm -hmm. move in very different capacities outside of the US. Um, And there's just so much that you can learn that you can bring back in those. And then further, like, and this is the direction I'm heading, is getting more into leading retreats in some of those places. So taking some of the XBT style work, the breath work, the pool workouts, some of like the functional range conditioning, mobility stuff, some of just the coaching career that I've had and taking people from this area in our community here and being able to get them in a place where we can have some adventures but also continue to to teach. and and different aspects of that for me would be getting into more of the goal coaching with people so if i had unlimited time and budget ultimately for me i'd be doing exactly what i want what i'm doing now yeah but with a little bit more time to live in the moment and having a little bit more space to reach more people yeah so
1: i like this question it's it's a really good like barometer yeah um for sure because yeah i think um maybe similar to you like I don't, like, I think, like, 80% of it, I wouldn't change. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Which is, I uh, I think, very reassuring. Yeah. To know that I would probably just keep doing what I'm doing, you (laughs) know? I don't want to go, like, um, I don't know, go buy a fucking yacht or something or whatever the standard answer to this question (laughs) is supposed to be. I don't really, you know... So I think that's uh, very reassuring to know that, like, uh, within my sort of allotted, like, budget and time, like, I've carved out, I think, a pretty good life. But I think that the difference is sort of, like, you... Um, it'd be nice to have more opportunity to contribute, uh, when other people are doing really interesting things, you know? Um, I like that. Yeah. And that, the the whole standard
0: answer being the yacht thing, like that's just so not me. And ultimately I I really imagine that's a direction most people are going is like, I feel like it was our parents' generation maybe that was like you know, must have this to show off the sure. fact that we have money and like we have our shit together and to one up in that whole like keeping up with the Joneses thing. And at least in our community, it's more like how well can you share experiences and what experiences can you have? Yeah. And, like, can you build deeper relationships instead of just chasing more shit?
1: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
0: and, and ultimately, like that's ultimately at least the path that I'm on and it sounds like we both are on is, is... Building more of a community and living more in the moment and yeah. experiencing life instead of hiding behind expensive flashy yeah. things.
1: Yeah, it helps that uh maybe this is similar to you, but I graduated college in two thousand eight yeah. as the Great Recession hit yeah. with a boatload of student loan debt and realized <laughs> that even if I wanted the yacht, I'm probably never going to get it. Yeah. So you know, yeah. we're going to set that aside. As well, and start having fun. Maybe there, there's a blessing in there yeah. somewhere, but
0: oh, there definitely is. Um. So, here's a good one. Describe the last time you laughed at yourself.
1: Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know if this answer is going to be very flattering for me. Yeah. Um, but, um, is like a very standard answer, but like, I fucking hate being stuck in traffic, uh, and I will lose my mind yeah. if I'm running late. Yeah. Um, and I realize kind of, the antidote to that is to realize how ridiculous. The whole thing is yeah that um, I have no control over what's happening and I'm totally misdirecting all this like a negative just crappy emotional energy yeah situation that I can't really change anyway so I think I'm trying to remind myself that it's actually kind of funny yeah um that that is so upsetting
0: I like that so I like that traffic I know, I've I will go either direction in traffic I will go the like freaking out just absolutely like yelling at the car in front of me or I will get super zen being like this is exactly where I need
1: to be and this is teaching me a lesson if I need to calm down uh, Megan my, my wife has the best response to being stuck in traffic which is somewhere in the middle yeah. where she channels her frustration into like gentle encouragement for the traffic around her Ooh. so it's like it's okay, Red Mazda. I, I believe in you. You yeah. can move your car forward <laughs> at a reasonable rate. You know? yeah. But I don't know if that's better or worse. Yeah. <laughs> hey,
0: that works. to Put your mind on something else. Yeah. Um, uh, last time I laughed at myself was actually yesterday. Um, and as my wife will tell you, um, I was mentally trying to juggle a thousand things. And because I'm somebody who strives on discipline and schedules and holding myself very accountable to those Um, trying to work on building out time for today to be able to spend time together but also yesterday and trying to manage building a business and growing a business I had a little pity party and meant a little freak out yesterday and then I took a five minute walk just to calm myself down and realize that this is all pretty silly like you are exactly where you want to be with exactly who you want to be with and why are we having, <laughs> having a pity party right now? Um, which got myself a good chuckle as my tail was tucked and I walked back up to apologize. Um, which I imagine is a, a good position to be in is to realize that, you know, life is going to move on and, yeah. you know.
1: I think that the component that's helpful in both of these is uh, to sort of imagine the outsider view yeah. of uh, sort of like your behavior in that moment. So like, if I'm freaking out in traffic, like what does that look like to the other drivers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know?
0: Right. But. Yeah. Oh, and it's the exact same, with this is like, okay, this is never going to be a positive look here when you're yelling at the computer.
1: <laughs> um, um, all right. So, uh, Oh, Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you get to pick anyone past or present to go on an adventure with. Who do you choose? And what would the adventure be? Ooh, that's a good one. Uh,
0: many people come to mind for me. They're all present, actually. Um, the two people that pop in my mind are Jimmy Chin, an amazing mountaineer and oh, yeah, photographer, yeah. videographer, and Laird Hamilton. I would probably go the Laird Hamilton route right now if I had, just because he is the founder of XPT, all the breathing, the moving, and the recovering um, that... I've currently been very deep into Mm -hmm. Um, and I just absolutely admire his ability to have a strong understanding of who he is and building community um, but also giving back by teaching people Mm -hmm. and getting them into so many different things and for me an adventure would be going to some remote surf break that would probably be a little above my pay grade but just knowing the company I was with I would push myself Step into positions that I historically would probably back out of yeah. um so I'm thinking somewhere like Chopu in Tahiti with Laird Hamilton uh would definitely be one of those adventures
1: nice man yeah yeah cool. I, bet, I bet Laird would be an interesting guy to hang
0: out with oh I'm sure he would be wild <laughs> oh man how about you
1: I think you I'm taking a, a different route. Cause the problem for me is I have like no shortage of like people that I look up to and I'm inspired by, um, and choosing one is impossible. Yeah. Um, I think it would be cool to go hang out with like my great, great grandpa.
0: Ooh, that would be cool. And I don't know what
1: we do because it's like 1840 <laughs> <laughs> in this scenario, but you know, yeah. go for a hike or yeah. something. Or, yeah. Work in the fields. Um, <laughs> exactly. Die of a tooth abscess at age 40. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, just to get that perspective on, like, kind of where I come from. And, yeah. Um, and, and that that's sort of that, I guess, in this imaginary scenario, like, the extreme generational perspective. Yeah. Would be pretty interesting. So, yeah, I'd hang out with great-great-grandpa Fisher. I like see that. What, see what's going
0: on. I like that. Where did he live? Uh, Denmark. Denmark. Yeah,
1: so. Um, and also he immigrated
0: very cool. here. So, there's a cool story there. And, wow. Yeah. All right. So, would you hang in Denmark or when he first settled here?
1: Oh, I... Man, so I get to choose the adventure, right, in this yeah. fashion, I'm riding that boat with him. Ooh. Yeah. That'd be pretty neat. I like that. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how
0: long of a boat ride that was. Oh, God, I like five weeks or something?
1: I don't know what it takes <laughs> to cross the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> <laughs> and did they paddle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Man. Uh, wow. <clears throat> That's a pretty good one. I like that um plus to see where you come from would be so neat yeah see what their mentality was like yeah uh, plus those people were so much harder than we are now um <laughs> so let's get in some rapid fire questions let's hit it uh are you a morning or a night person morning all the way yeah ditto a thousand percent morning yeah um what food can you not live without eggs oh, definitely cannot go without here, eggs <laughs> yeah
1: how about you my sponsor skippy peanut butter oh gotta have them. power song uh move on up Curtis Mayfield. Oh, that's pretty it's a <laughs> banger. That's it's a good. banger.
0: That's pretty good. Oh god. This has just been on repeat later, probably not the power song, but current power song, Planes by Jeremiah. Shout out to Nate at CrossFit.
1: <laughs> uh favorite season. Ah. Lately, dead of winter. Yeah, I have a good friend who told me that winter is an opportunity to demonstrate his preparedness.
0: Ooh, I like yeah. that. What about you? I like that. I swing both directions. Uh, I like winter and summer. Winter because it's ice climbing season. I can leave the ice ah. tank full and it will freeze, so you can have ice baths uh, on demand, yeah. which is great. But there is nothing better than surfing in the summer with my wife and friends, and just being in the water when it's warm and the sun's going down. It. at night. Yeah. It's great.
1: Uh, favorite movement. Obviously it's a single arm, 315 pound overhead uh, squat. No, I'm going Turkish get up. Turkish get up. Yeah. Why? Um, because, um, I just think it's really interesting. It seems very like foundational in the way that you have to pick up something off the ground. Yeah. Um, I think it's probably very helpful. Like I remember speaking with a coach who explained, he teaches like, um, older folks how to do them because if you ever fall on the ground if you can do a turkish get up you can sure get up again so i like the mix of like, I like that you yeah, have the party trick element where you can try a turkish get up like an assault bike yeah um, but it's also very sort of functional um yeah i, I very much dig uh for
0: me it's probably going to be the snatch so an olympic Ooh. lifting movement where the bar starts on the ground and it gets locked out overhead in one magical movement <laughs> it's <sometimes> uh, magical. <laughs> um and to me, the reason I like that is it's just a good combination of power and grace. So, yeah. for me, I have a mantra that I want to be strong, agile, and mobile. And to me, that movement really culminates in, or that those are described well in that movement. Um, and for me, I like that. Like, you can try to just apply brute force and it doesn't work. Yep. Um, but if you don't apply any force, it also doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So, it's really a blend of the two, which to me is... Amazing, it's great, yeah.
1: yeah, and it feels so good. And it when does you hit when one you, the right way.
0: Oh god, there's yeah. no better, no better. Uh, what's your oh, dream mode of transportation? I'm gonna have to thank my sponsor here and go with the <laughs> Mercedes Sprinter okay. van. Yeah, right. definitely the Mercedes Sprinter van, probably beefed up with some big wheels. Definitely has a ladder up to the solar panels and roof deck. Okay, um, <laughs> does it have a twelve
1: CD disc changer
0: in the uh, back? It's probably, yeah, I would say absolutely, <laughs> okay. just for old time's sake. Um, that would definitely be mine. Yep. Probably with a little street legal dirt bike on the back. Nice. Mm-hmm. nice. How about you? Uh, bicycle. Bicycle. Always good. I like
1: that. Some kind of just a uh, 2005 hipster yep. brakeless track bike scenario. Single speed. Yeah. I like it. Fun times.
0: I like it. Uh, do you have a pet or pets, and what are their nicknames? Yeah, uh, I have a
1: cat. I've been calling her the feral hell beast lately, Um, which is pretty metal. (laughs) I like that.
0: That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Uh, I have Griff, which I'm assuming he's probably been in this podcast the entire time. Uh, he is not very entertained by this, so he's been Hmm. sleeping. Um, and he has a thousand nicknames, uh, Juge, G love, Griff. Um, yeah, (laughs) he's got all sorts of them. I don't even think he knows his actual real name.
1: Um, how about your favorite book? A kid. Yeah. I'm one of those people that reads like six books at a time and I've been yeah. doing that since I was like 11 years old. Yeah. Um, uh, I cannot answer this question. Yeah, Uh,
0: I have a default answer, uh, and it's a book called Merle's Door. Um, and it is a book and it's for me, especially in the time when I read it for the first time, I've read it probably eight times now, um, during right after the hospital while I was recovering um and for me it talks about a guy who lives a slightly alternative lifestyle he's in Jackson Hole or just outside Jackson Hole so he's in the Tetons um and just has an amazing community and is outside he skis uh, hikes and skis he's a big climber Mm -hmm. um and basically finds a dog on a rafting trip and then basically just describes his entire life and with the dog from basically finding the dog to the dog's last days and it is you laugh out loud you i mean it's it's amazing laugh you cry um fascinating book sounds like like, the perfect it was the perfect time and in a sense just the vision of that really helped shape in a sense the outdoorsy nature that i have as well yeah um, that's cool so that's probably one but like you said i ripped through books as well absolutely love books um how about your favorite podcast obviously this no, is your this is your podcast. first favorite podcast This has
1: been uh my favorite i think i like yeah. it i like it um you know maybe yeah i'm gonna go barbell shrugs. okay um only because like i remember like Four or five years ago discovering it and like the old episodes of like chris moore yep. and mike bloodsoe um and it was just like i got so psyched on those yeah and uh, it really made me like super excited to go to the gym and like strength and conditioning and um sort of like led me down the various like bro science rabbit holes you can yep. fall into yep. so um i think any yeah. other answer would probably be disingenuous yeah to go farm shrug
0: i like that That's actually gonna be my answer. I tend to swing on three different directions on podcasts. I tend to go either the adventure route, so it's like listening to people's adventurous stories or disasters that happen and how people got out of it, uh, or the business route, which is also currently very interesting. But for me, I would have to say the barbell shrugged. And I like the old ones, because that helped me feel like I could be around other people who have an immense amount of knowledge. And as a aspiring coach then, that really helped me figure out exactly who I was as a coach and, you know, aligning with some of the biggest names that I looked up to really helped me form my personality as a coach. Hmm. Currently, uh, Barbell Shrugged has morphed into the shrug Collective. They have. So now there's a podcast every day and every Tuesday, Ryan Fisher comes out with his and I absolutely love it. Hey, I think he is good. hilarious yet very much gets to the point and is, can be very vulnerable on his podcast as well. And I've, I will find myself just pissing myself laughing, but also (laughs) learning at the same time. Um, All right. um, Sauna
1: or ice bath? Oh, man.
0: That's a tricky one. Um, Ideally putting the two together, sauna and ice bath. um, But I would say the ice bath for me. If I could only do one, I would say the ice bath. I feel like for me personally, I learn a lot about myself. Mm -hmm. And my capacity to deal with a lot more in life really goes up from cold water immersion. Yeah. So whether that's jumping in the ocean in the winter, sitting in the ice bath for five minutes, cold showers in the morning, um, it to me is really helpful in just understanding like you can suffer and you will yeah. be okay. Um, and it very much, my I notice my mood comes up, I notice my capacity to deal with things increases uh, but the interesting thing is I will cycle on and off of it. So I don't do it all the time. I used to do the cold showers every single morning. But then I find that my body adapts to them. Yeah. So they, now I'm doing them, but I'm no longer getting that same stress response. So then I would back away, and then I'd come back to them, and they are as brutal as they were day one. <laughs>
1: yeah, um,
0: sure so it continues to teach me the the lesson over and over. Yeah. How about you? Hot or cold?
1: Oh, ice bath all the way. Yeah. yeah. I think... Uh, For a lot of the reasons you just said. And I also feel like that moment before you jump in the ice bath or get in the cold shower is always very interesting. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. There's probably a lot to unpack if you want to overthink it. But I promise you, when I'm about to hop in the ice bath, I'm not thinking about, like, am I going to get an oil change later? (laughs) I should do some laundry and go to the grocery store. None of that's going through my mind. I'm very much right there. Living in the moment. Yeah.
0: Just the definition of meditation. There you Exactly where you are. I do find that's the exact same for me. I love that. Uh, which leads to, would you rather be uncomfortable or bored?
1: I think earlier, I think I decided they're kind of the same. Yeah. Um, but I guess in this question, I would always rather be uncomfortable. Yeah,
0: ditto. You know? For me, definitely uncomfortable. Um, I don't even know how people are bored now. There's so many different things I want to do and yeah. hobbies I have and things I would love to experience. Um, so, yeah. Definitely going uncomfortable. Uh, Favorite Halloween costume?
1: Oh, man. I don't know. I was a pirate like eight goddamn years in a row when I was a kid. (laughs) It was all about the candy haul. Yeah. Um, Yep. There you go. That for me.
0: Yeah. I've never been huge into Halloween, although with a baby, I'm very much looking forward to like geeking out on Halloween. Uh, So for me, it was a homeless ski bump.
1: Oh, interesting! So, it's kind of
0: a... put on some ski gear. Uh, tried to rough it up a little, and had a cardboard box, um, and basically was pining for candy.
1: A little more conceptual, though. I like yeah, it. Yeah, a little bit more. Sure.
0: Uh, guilty pleasure.
1: I don't believe in. Yeah. I think if you like something, you should just like it. Yeah. So.
0: I'm gonna probably have to swing coffee direction for me. Like guilty? I coffee i i do and i don't in the morning no but a lot of times later in the day that definitely will be like my vice like yeah. i probably don't need another cup but yet we have at it yeah or another three cups um yeah so that's gonna be mine all right um anything else you would like to add
1: not i think we're out of questions
0: i think we're out of questions i think
1: we have thanked all of our sponsors we definitely I have feel like we missed them.
0: yeah i'm assuming our checks are in the mail I assume so. Yeah. I'm sure the city of Portland Water
1: District is (laughs) going to compensate you very (laughs) generously. Yeah.
0: Um, And I'm assuming the Mercedes Sprinter is on the way to be dropped off. Yeah, I'm sure it's out front. Um, Beautiful. Well, for podcast one, this has been a great experience. And uh, we look forward to having some guests on soon. Let's do it again. Uh, Yeah. Let us know if there's anything you would like to hear on these podcasts um, or any directions you would like them to go um we would be more than psyched to entertain those ideas absolutely awesome thank you
1: smash that like button smash that